Hello and welcome to the January edition of Capital Yarns, the podcast. I'm Sean Costello. Each month on this podcast, we bring to life stories written by me, inspired by items nominated by you, dear listener and reader of the Capital Yarns website. And you may have seen um, a little bit of media coverage, something in the local papers, or perhaps you're just keeping an eye on the website, the Capital Yarns website, about me taking the next 12 months off to spend some time with the two very important people sitting across from me, my two daughters. Hello. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Age Hi. eight and 10, although my eldest is soon to turn 11 as she looks at me with some anguish. Uh, and to sort of celebrate the time <laughs> off I'm taking to spend time with these guys, the next few, perhaps all podcasts this year, will definitely have their assistance and be aimed at their age groups. It's a bit of a capital yarns for kids year. So thanks very much, guys. Yeah, thanks. thanks. You're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. Very welcome. How How is the first little period of dad coming off work to hang out oh, with it you was guys? Awesome. It was tiring. So team, we're going to do a story... Um, which I think was inspired by items that Joss nominated about a year ago, at least. It's a bit of an oldie, two, we think two years. Yeah, two years ago. Um, and those items were Mount Stromlo, guinea pigs and fairies. Do you want to tell us why you nominated those three items? We have guinea pigs. I think I nominated guinea pigs because I'm a big fan of guinea pigs. I chose Mount Stromlo because um, a couple of days before I chose my item, we went up to see a concert at the Mount Stromlo Observatory, and I really enjoyed that concert, which um, I think made me remember it, and that's why I chose it, because I wanted to see how Dad could include that into a story about fairies and everything. It's called If the Mountain Won't Come to the Fairies. Josephine stared down at the note. She couldn't believe it. The fairies had written back to them. She stood in her backyard, the rain teeming off her umbrella onto her back. Bella, her little sister, called from under the pergola roof. What does it say? Awoken, as if from a dream, Josephine suddenly ran back under cover. They wrote back! They wrote back! She showed the note to Bella and began reading it aloud. Dear Josephine, Bella, Ida and Indigo, Thank you for your letter and delicious muffins. Well, they are much too big for us. Four of us shared one muffin. We've taken the rest back to our coven. Josephine paused to explain. That's very top of family. Bella nodded as if she knew already. Josephine continued. You are right. We do live in a mushroom patch in the corner of your street. We have constructed lovely houses under and within the gills. We only venture out in the darkest of nights, so you may never see us. But please, keep believing in us, and perhaps one day we will meet. Love, your fairy friend. Patricia, the Portobello fairy. Beatrice, the Button fairy. Tanya, the Toadstool fairy. And Tina, the Chuffle fairy. P.S. Your guinea pigs are very friendly. We are glad to let them roam free in your backyard, so we can play with them at night. Both girls squealed with delight. Run for it and Larchie, the girl's guinea pigs, glanced up from the grass they were munching, as if they understood the last part of the letter. I'll have to call Ida. And I'll have to call Indigo. The girls' two best friends were just as excited when they heard the news, and all four girls agreed they should write back. But on their way to school the next morning, Ida saw something terrible. Where have the mushrooms gone? For the previous week, the girls had been watching the mushroom patch spread larger on the corner of Josephine and Bella's street. But where the patch had been, there was now a gaping hole. Something or someone had destroyed the mushroom patch. 
that had been there a day earlier. All that was left was a few stems that had been ripped out of the ground. Indigo had an expression of grave concern on her face. What about the fairies? The most fearful of the girls, she wore this expression often. The four girls scanned the area around the damaged patch. Bella, always the one to see the best in every situation, even laid down on her stomach and called quietly to the fairies. Beatrice, Tina? But the girls couldn't find any trace of the fairies. Mr Jones, who lived on the corner, popped his head out of his door. Sorry girls, you're too late. I picked those last night for me casserole. They were delicious. The girls stared at him in horror. He waved and went back inside. Indigo looked at him. Did Mr Jones eat the fairies? None of the other girls spoke for several minutes as they contemplated what had become of their beloved fairies. We should write them a note, at least. Josephine was always the most practical. Bella nodded. Perhaps they are hiding because it's daytime. Josephine and Indigo nodded, although Ida looked on sceptically. She was the most suspicious of the group. Josephine ripped a page out of her homework notepad. I think we're too late. Ida said quietly. Nonetheless, the girls hovered around Josephine, who crafted a short note. Dear Mushroom Fairies, we were so upset to find your mushrooms have been destroyed. We hope you're okay. We will come back this way after school. Please tell us if we can do anything to help. Love, Josephine, Bella, Ida and Indigo. The girls could barely concentrate in class. Ida and Josephine got into trouble twice for whispering to each other. Bella was unusually quiet all day. I'm not sure what's got into her today, but she was very sad, Mr Adam told the sister's mum when she arrived to collect the girls. The girls walked quickly in front of her, eager to return to what was left of the mushroom patch. Although they all did so with heavy hearts, terrified of what they might find. What if the fairies hadn't written back? Were they gone forever? At first, the girls could see nothing more than the scattered remains of the fairies' mushroom houses from the morning. But then Bella again got down on her stomach and noticed something straight away. There is something written on this leaf. And sure enough, written in little tiny characters on the leaf was a message. Josephine read it aloud. Dear girls, thank you so much for your note. We are safe and hiding nearby. We cannot show ourselves in daylight, but we can hear what you say. We cannot stay out in the open for more than three days. We need to get to the tallest nearby mountain to collect seeds sent from the stars. This is a magic leaf. We can communicate to you through it. Simply speak, and we will reply in fairy writing on this leaf. Love, your mushroom fairies. I wonder if... Josephine's mother interrupted before she could finish her thought. Homework time, girls. But, Ma... But nothing, Mum replied. The deal was the girls could come back to our place if you all did your homework together. Indigo pointed at the leaf. What do you think the rage is on this thing? Josephine replied immediately. My dad is always complaining about how bad our wireless internet is at home. And that's in the next room. Maybe fairy magic is stronger than Wi-Fi. I guess we're about to find out. Girls, Josephine's mother exclaimed. Put down that leaf and continue walking, please. Otherwise, no afternoon tea. Josephine sneakily put the leaf in her pocket and along with the other girls trudged after her mother. After what felt like an eternity... Josephine's mother left them alone at the kitchen table to do their homework. I'm just going to put the washing out, girls. Call me if you need me. The girls nodded whilst munching on their afternoon tea of delicious homemade fruit bread, but they could barely taste it, such was their excitement. 
When her mother had left the room, Josephine carefully removed the leaf from her pocket and put it on the table. The girls all stared down at it. What do you think the mountain is that they're talking about? Mount Stromlo is the closest mountain. Ida squealed in response. Oh, it has an old burnt-out observatory at the top. My mum took me there last weekend. The observatory got burnt out in a fire years ago. The girls nodded enthusiastically at Ida, and so at first didn't notice that the text on the leaf had changed. Josephine read it aloud. That's right. That is the mountain we must travel to. The girls stared down in amazement. At last, Bella spoke. We could take you, I mean, we would have to get a lift in our parents' cars or something. Again, the leaf changed. We fairies cannot remain in direct contact with humans for more than a few seconds. Otherwise, we will grow large, lose our wings and become like you. Indigo looked gloomily down. Mountain Stromlo is very tall. I don't know how they will get up there and back in three days. The girls all nodded and looked despondently at the leaf. Bella started giggling. The other girls looked up in surprise. How could she be laughing at a time like this? <laughs> Look at Run For It and Larchie! She pointed at the window. The two guinea pigs had pressed their snouts up to the window <laughs> and were staring at the girls. I've never seen them do that before. The girls were all laughing at the strange sight of the guinea pigs peering in when Indigo suddenly called out. Look at the leaf! It's changed again! Yes. Yes. What does that mean? What did we last say? Ida wondered. Bella mentioned the guinea pigs. Josephine answered. Do you mean yes to the guinea pigs? Again, the leaf changed. Yes, the guinea pigs can help. That is why they are watching. They can carry us to the top of the mountain. We can collect the seeds we need. We'll run for it and light to be okay. Bella wondered out loud. The text again disappeared and was replaced on the leaf. A fairy dust will keep them free from predators and warm at night. Well, it seems as though they want to go. Do you guys? She turned towards the guinea pigs. Suddenly, it didn't seem that strange to be speaking to animals and leaves. Their two pets, who usually walked slowly around their yard or ran quickly back to their cage when scared, had become strangely animated. They were moving their snouts up and down against the glass. It almost looked like they were nodding. I guess if it's okay with them, it's okay with us. With those words, a bright flash of light appeared in the backyard and dust began to fall from the sky above the guinea pigs. The girls peered at the window and slowly began to see, through the golden dusk, four figures fluttering down from the sky. The girls glanced at Mum, still putting out the washing, but she had her back to them and so couldn't see the dust. The tiny figures landed gently on the back of the two guinea pigs, who had now ceased nodding and relaxed to the usual states, appearing comfortable with the weight of two fairies each on their backs. To be continued! Feels like a good time to pause there. What do you think? Totally. Totes. Yeah. I, my back is getting... <laughs> so, guys, how, how are you feeling about the story so far? It was it was good. I liked it. it I liked the part when suddenly we see the fairies. Um, I like that um, that the guinea pigs are, are happy. You know, like they they enjoy the time. Those are our two pet guinea pigs who are no longer with us. Does it make yeah. you a bit sad talking about those two uh, guinea pigs? It actually makes me feel sort of happy to remember them. Yeah, so it's kind of nice because they're, it's kind of like to remember the story and how I used to feel they, they about them. They look really funny with their snouts. Yeah, like... They would have been no, with no, them. I, I was thinking like snorting, like this snort coming off or something. Like, <laughs> I was thinking of like this, you know, when like... um. 
like pet like dogs sometimes like the window on the I was sort of thinking like that that's it'll be like slobbery I was like because we have that wooden part on our house I would have thought I would have thought they would have jumped up and like we would have seen like both come at the same thing and just rubbing like this so like, the window so can you picture our guinea pigs yes, acting like that yes totally yes, I, can. I can see like that flat. Yeah. <laughs> I, guess, I guess like being completely flat against the window but then you seeing it i would totally be laughing then i do remember um going to see the show at mount strong observatory and yeah I, I know a lot about the canberra fire do you remember which band that was that played that show oh i remember my really friends. Your friends were there it was hashimoto who, oh, who also yes. does the theme for dad's podcast yes so that works yes yes it was them it was them so I you remember. probably you probably saw the theme song performed live and you guys said you guys said at the start that fairies are real yeah, totally. Does it feel like the story is is reflecting what you think of when you think about yeah, fairies? Yes, it is. Yeah. Like fairies just live in mushrooms, not not um. Yeah, they did tell us on the note that they were in mushrooms, but the the only problem was that they were actually in our backyard. Um, but them that say that bit. Sorry, no, no. So um, yeah, you're saying we have fairies in our backyard yeah, now? Yeah, but we just we couldn't really like we didn't really. No, but maybe so maybe that will change. Maybe in the story, maybe that will reflect something about that. I'm not sure. Well, one yet. part that isn't true is we don't have a neighbour who's called Mister Jones. No, we don't. Who no. eats who eats random mushrooms? No, and that's probably a good time for a community service announcement in Canberra. Not a good idea no. to eat no. wild no. growing mushrooms. No, no. They, if, they, if they, you see they mushrooms, do and not you touch them. Wash your hands. Yes. And do not eat them. Yes, yeah, so one of you. Par- partly because they may be poisonous, but also because fairies may be living there. Yes. yes. And if you touch them, you could damage the fairies' homes. Like a big thunderstorm coming down the That's house. That's true. And also, the fairies might accidentally turn into you. And oh, that's going to be bad. That would be bad for the fairies. Yes. Yeah. We need more fairies. Yes, less humans, more fairies. Yeah, shoo humans, come fairies. You're a human. Okay. Okay, well, thank thank you for helping me out, guys. Well, let's do this. Can we cut this bit out? We'll, we'll cut lots of this bit <laughs> yes, out. Yes, yes. Thank you. So, <laughs> how about we take a break? Oh, thank you. And next month's podcast, we'll do the second half of the story. Okay. Oh, good. My back is And in the hurting. meantime, do you know where people can find out more information about Capital Yarns? On oh, the Capital Yarns website. Which is? Um, CapitalYarns.com.au, I think. Very I'm good. Sure. And what's um, where can people talk to me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram? Uh, 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 Capital Yarns. That's right. Very good. You're, you've got the PR down <laughs> pat. I, I, I'm just guessing because usually, or it, it leads, every website has a .com .au thing has a .com.au thing at the end and then Capital Yarns, so it just has to be so capitalyarns.com. Certainly there might be more about our time together Yes. on the website. And, and maybe, also there will be, there's photos going out about our first day and first week. There is, yes. On Twitter and Instagram as well. Facebook. Yes, Instagram. you can see our Which first. Which is Capital Yarns on, on Twitter. That's right, yes. And Sorry. Capital Yana on Instagram. Very Have good. fun looking at all those images of me and my beautiful sister. <laughs> Of course. I, I'm just saying I'm also quite beautiful, so, yes. Okay, thanks, everybody. In do you want, head. Well, do you want to say thanks to everyone for oh, listening? Thanks, everyone, for listening. Chew. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the podcast, and next month you'll be hearing Chapter 2, The Mission. Well, usually Capital Yarns is a monthly podcast, but given we're doing a two-parter this week, I reckon we're back next week with the second half of If the Mountain Won't Come to the Fairies. See you then. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You should put that